Welcome, welcome to Basketball Heads Live. This week on Basketball Heads Live, we are still celebrating the women. Tonight, we have a North Babylon great. That's right, we heading out to Long Island, where this basketball head was all county and helped North Babylon win the county championship, playing alongside her McDonald's All-American teammate and Miss Basketball, Bria Hawley. No longer looking to be in the shadows of greatness, this basketball head became an instant hit at Felician College. At Felician, she became the school's all-time leader rebounder and steals. Third in scoring with 1,386 points and only the fourth female to earn all-conference honors in school's history. And she did it three times. Nowadays, you can catch her as a referee at your favorite basketball game. That's right, this basketball head picked up the whistle. And after two years, she's working her way to be one of the best. Without further ado, help me welcome to the show, North Babylon and Felician College great and New York State referee, Katrina Plummer. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? ready? Yeah, yeah. You have you just stepped out into, into, into the world, world of chaos. chaos. Where everybody, Where everybody goes, goes hard. All right, all right, all right. So, like I was saying, you know, I, I was just bringing you on because I know I was doing women all week, right? Yeah. And I had someone else as a guest that couldn't do it. So I was like, you know, you'll be perfect. And you'd be the first female referee. Yeah. So when I asked you, did you play ball? You know, you kind of threw me the one picture. <laughs> and I was like, okay, maybe she played, you know, college and whatever, whatever. But then I, you know, I started Googling some things and I'm like, you was a beast. <laughs> I was okay. And then I seen the video. I'm like, yo, nah, hold on. I, I, I waited to drop it today. I, I had it for a minute. Wow. Yeah, so salute, salute. Yeah, Thank yes. You. I, I like, let me tell you something. I love to see that. I love to find out things about people that I probably didn't think. Yeah. You know, so that that makes it all the better. So, first question: Who introduced you to the game? My dad introduced me into the game. He, you know, growing up, he, my dad didn't play basketball. It's so funny. My mom actually played played basketball, but my dad was more so like, you know, he had all girls, and he, I was kind of like the the son he never had. So he tried to introduce me into all sports and everything, but basketball he introduced me into that and he was the one that sat there and took me to the training and started put he signed me up for like my first team to ever play so my dad was right. introduced me into it wow and, and you're the third female who dad introduced him to the game and you're buffering again 
Oh man. Let me see if I don't know what you're talking. Yeah. All good? Yeah. So where did you grow up? I grew up in West uh, Avalon, New York. Okay, okay. On the island. Cool, cool. On a lot island, of ballers yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of ballers. A lot of ballers. I grew up with a lot of them. Now, I want to ask my audience that's watching, um, is she buffering or is it just me on my side? There you go. Now you're not. You're good now. Oh, you okay. come back and you start buffering again. I don't know. What are you doing that's... I think I'm by, I'm by the water. So, like, that's definitely a problem. Like, I have no... Like, there's no good service over You have no so. control of that. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. All right, so we're going we gonna to keep rocking out. So what made you fall in love with the game? Mm, I don't know. I Honestly, I just grew up playing sports. And um, it kept me occupied. It kept me out of trouble, kept me away from drama. And I just, I enjoyed playing sports. I think I liked the, the, the atmosphere of playing and just the excitement of, you know, the crowd and everything just made me want to play more. And I think that's what it was. Like, I don't okay. think, you ever have parents who sit there and just push it on their kids? My dad really wasn't like that. My parents weren't like that. So I think I just fell in love with just, being in the atmosphere of playing basketball and just the crowd and everything. Cool. Now, do you remember the first team you was on? Yes, I do. The first team I ever played for was NBAC. It was a... Yeah. Uh, Yep, I can hear you now. And see I can't you. hear you. Hold up. Okay, now you can hear me? Yeah. Okay. Um, I played for NBAC. It was a, a community league that you played for for North Babylon. And um, I started that probably when I was about like six or seven, probably around there. And wow. I, I, play, I started very young. I started very young. But at that age, I wasn't really serious about it. But it was a, a town league that we played for, and I don't... It's probably a parent that was probably coaching me, to be honest with you. It's probably a parent or something. So I can't even really right. remember, but it was um, it was at the annex where um, Jerry Powell... Um, yes, yes, now, yes. It was at Great. the annex that we played there. So I used to play there. It was like every week we had a few games, and it just was... You played... It, was, it wasn't even just um, girls. It was boys, boys, both mixed with boys and girls. Oh, so you was playing against the guys, too? Yeah, it was both girls and boys. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, let me tell you. We had uh, Dr. Laura Mealy. Uh, she used to play for Christy King. She was Miss Basketball. Actually, she was the first female Miss Basketball of New York. Mm -hmm. And she used to play against Jamal Faulkner and Lloyd Daniels, some of the greatest players that played in New York, and be the only girl out there. So, look, if you got skills, why not? Yeah. That part. <laughs> All right. So when when you started to you know become aware of the people around you and the better players, who is one of the best players coming up around your neighborhood or in your area? Honestly, um, there was actually a lot of players coming. You know, I Bria Bria Harley was my next door neighbor, so we okay. were playing together. Um, 
Aisha Walker, of course, she was a year older than me. Eugenia McPherson, right. um, Gabby Gibson, Chelsea. It was a lot. I can't really say one specific. There were so many talented players in my area that I think at the time I was playing was such a very competitive time, which was yes. really good. It was a very competitive time. A lot of we had a lot of D two D one players going, coming out of my class and the class before mine. You know, I played with Chanel Chisholm. Um, there was a lot of players that I can't really just pinpoint one player that I could say, okay, this was a top player in my neighborhood. And I can't really say that. It was so many talented players at that time. And, you know, when that wave started to shift, uh, it was more girls from New York State going to yes. better colleges than the guys. Yeah. I, I don't even think, like, my high school boys team, I don't even think anybody from my high school boys team went to, to be honest with you. Wow. Wow. I don't think so. And if they did, it wasn't like it was like a, a school. Like they probably went to a community school or something. Not saying that's bad, but right, right, right. there weren't like no top players that came out, you know, going on scholarships or anything like that. Wow. Who do you look up to as a ball player? I looked up to Kobe and rest in peace to Kobe. Yes, I love. I wore his number in college. If you saw my pictures, I wore his number in college. I wore that number in high school. He was my favorite player growing up. It doesn't take me too long to see a killer. I know no. a killer when I see one. <laughs> Let me tell you, do, do, just some of the way you are uh, you're attacking a hole and going to the paint. It seriously, like I was very impressed. Thank you. And, and I know just clips. I know just clips. But knowing where you where you came from and that that great uh, program in North Babylon, then going to Felician, and you know you played with some great players. So and all the players that you named. So I know going there, you were just like in kill mode. Yeah. So and I know it was a slow, it was a progression, but you was the instant hit as soon as you got there. So yeah, twenty four for a reason. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you play? Did you play AAU? Yes, I did. I played for New York City Exodus. I actually yes. before that I played. I started off with Silver Bullets with Leon Martin. Okay. From Copen. Yeah. I yeah. started with that, and then I probably played a year there, and then I went to New York City Exodus because that was when Apache was running it, and you know, rest okay. to him. He, I got more exposure playing for the city team because you know we played at the Rose Classics, and I played in um all the city tournaments and everything and i got a little bit more exposure playing on that city team and then we traveled a lot more to different states so i um played on that team for two years nice nice uh i went to go see them play uh exodus a couple of weeks ago up in harlem they uh played against the atlanta team out in georgia uh mm -hmm. ariel jackson plays on that oh, team. Yes. yes i interviewed her and her mom so I went up there to support them. She's very talented. Yes, yes, yes. I'm telling you, these girls definitely got game. So high school was cool. You did I, I'm sure since you guys won the county championship. Yeah. Um, did you accomplish everything you wanted to do in high school? Um, honestly, I don't I feel like I didn't. And the reason why I don't think I did not 
I didn't develop into the player I was supposed to be until I got to college. I feel like I didn't hit my peak in high school like I should have because at that time I was very I wasn't I didn't have the confidence I did until I got to to college. So I think there was more I could have done in high school, but I believe things happen for reasons because when I hit yes. when I got to college I hit my peak and I got my confidence and but there's things I could have did differently in high school. Like I could have trained more. Like when I got to college, I was training constantly all the time, even outside of, you know, training with the coaches and training with the trainer in college. I trained on my own. Like I put my own time in, my spare time in, which I think mm. I should have did that in high school. And I think I would have excelled a little bit more, but I chose not to. But, you know, things happen for a reason. I still That's had right. a great career anyway. Let me tell you, I don't care what level you on. The numbers that you put up in college, <laughs> trust me, I would have been very happy with those numbers. You know. Thank you. So, <laughs> Thank you. Great job. How was it playing with Bria? It was great. It was she was a great just not only she was just a great scorer, she was a playmaker. So she made plays for herself and for you. So it was great. Playing with her also the bit times like I'm in awe playing with her like when she made plays I'm like wow can you believe that but it was it was a great experience and I'm actually grateful for that experience because she made me a better player by yes. playing with her talent yeah salute to Bria yes another killer definitely yeah I see her now and then all the time all right cool we we definitely got to get on I, listen I try my best I, I'm making a point to get out to Long Island. Mm -hmm. because it's all part of New York, right? Yes. You don't want to leave nobody out there out. So definitely want to get back to her. Um, who was you guys' toughest competition? Our toughest competition was Kopeg. I think with Aisha Walker and Gabby and all them, um, they were always our, like, that was the biggest game, our biggest everything. Every year I played, they were always like, because honestly, in no family, we blew out everybody. They were the only team that, they came close to us, you know, 10 points or five points, and then they, they, we always met them in playoffs. That was the only game, the only team that we struggled with. And even um, now when I got to my senior year in high school, Sachem East with Kristen Dougherty, I don't know if you remember her. She okay. she went, to, I think, to Boston College. Okay. She, she was my senior year. She was my – I struggled because, you know, Aisha and all of them are a year older than us. So when they left, it was just me and Bria left at North Babylon. I, um, Eugenia left, Chanel left, they all left, and then all those teams were weak, but Sachem East, we struggled with Kristen Dargerty and her little sister. Wow. I think her name was Emily Dargerty. They mm -hmm. were our problem my senior year, but you know, those years before that, it was Kopech when Aisha was there. Okay. Now, look. you playing against, you know, with one of the best players in the country. <laughs> Yes. And everybody's gunning. Everybody's gunning. Mm -hmm. But sometimes people sleep on the other people on the team. They do. Right? I agree. Right. When was that moment that you had in high school or did it come in college? Mm -hmm. Right? It's that question. <laughs> Who asked did you bust to let you know that you was one of the best out there? Um... I'm going to say it was in college when we played Bloomfield College. They were 
a great team. I, I know Bluefield. I'm Blue a good, I went to Taylor Dickinson. Have you ever been to that gym? Have you ever been to that yeah. gym? So you yeah. know that gym is small compared to my college gym. So yes. their gym was small. So me as a freshman going in and playing against them. And, you know, I'm a freshman. I, they trap. They trap crazy on their, their court. Trap crazy. So I wasn't prepared for that. Mind you, right. in high school, I, I started as a center and I became a guard going into college. Look at that. Becoming, you know, once and then me being able to handle that pressure and dropping, you know, almost 20 points on them. That's when I'm like, mm. you know what? I'm better than I thought. You know, and because, like I said, most people don't know the size of Bloomfield Gym and then they trapped you. They would yes. trap you. They trap you full court. It's like it's there. like playing a West it's like playing a West Fourth Street like in college. Like literally <laughs> when you're taking the ball out of bounds, your back is on the, the wall. Right. Right. So right. for me to handle that pressure and still able to put up double digits, that said a lot as a freshman. That said a lot. And I felt like that was when I started to realize, wait, you're better than you think, Katrina. And that's why I felt like I gained my confidence. And that's where I mm. came to excel as a basketball player. Well, so so that transition from high school to college, was it easy or was it a little tough? It was tough. It was very tough. It was a big transition because I played as a big, a center. I was a center in in high school. In college, I had to transition into a two to three, two or three. Even but you dropped twenty. You dropped twenty. That don't usually happen. You you being a big and then going to college and being forced to play the guards a lot more pressure there. It, it was, and you got to understand, in college, you know, the guards were probably either my size or smaller, right. but then, mind you, I couldn't handle the ball. So this is why I say, like, in college, I had to put in extra time to mm. get that handle. So I took – there's days, like, after games, I would sit in the gym and just put up shots, work on my handle. I Now, in the summer, you know, in the summer you get that break, I didn't take a break. I was – putting that work and I was going to the park with the boys. Now, at this time, I'm 18, 19, 20, so these guys are about 25. So mm -hmm. I was working on my moves that I need to work on. If I scored on them, I can score on women. So that was that was a transition. I had to get a handle. I had to add to my game because, you know, as a big who just had a drop step or, you know, a post move, I had to add in a pull-up to my game. I had to add in a three-point shot because in high school, I rarely shot three-pointers but and you know when i got to college i was able to make those i was they they was even like some of the scouting reports i would see oh she could shoot threes like that's different that's a it was a big transition for me for that some players they go to college and they're going as a big still i went in as a guard bringing the ball up mm. sometimes you know that that was a big transition for me let me tell y'all people for y'all people who don't know once you get on a school scout report <laughs> Listen, it's either you're going to make or break. That's it. Because a lot of people, you know, they come out firing and they get hot. And then that school puts you on the scout report and you don't see that player score or do anything no, else. No. Because they keyed on that player. Mm -hmm. That happens in the NBA as well. It but does. if you get on that scout uh, report on that board and you still put up those numbers, it's you're official. Yeah. Yes. So outside of Felicia, who else is recruiting you? Um, Vermont University, Princeton. Yes. Yes. Um, Colgate University. I had um, Florida Gators looking at me. What other school? 
I had a lot of D two schools looking at me. I had I, Dallin was looking at me. Um, there was another Briarcliff, but I think they were like mm -hmm. uh, D three. Am I sure? But um, my top ones I I was I wanted to go to Vermont. Oh, Southern New Hampshire University. That's actually where I got my mm -hmm. master's from. <laughs> so funny. Oh, okay. Southern New Southern New Hampshire University. I actually it was between them and Felicia that I was going to decide to go to. And I decided to go to Felician because it was a better fit for me. And um, yeah, I think I made the right decision also. That's, that's awesome. I, I asked that question because, you know, it's a lot of people who are interviewing, even myself. Whereas the school was a good fit for me, but the basketball program wasn't. Right. Yeah. See. And a lot. Of, and I tell a lot of kids. I tell a lot of kids to make sure they are choosing a school and the program that's going to fit them. And a lot of times we picking the name and like, oh, I want to go there because everybody else went there. We're not mm -hmm. picking a place that's going to make us happy all four years. Yeah. I, um, and you I did that. that a lot. I I seen that happen a lot, and um, you know, my nephew right now is playing basketball right now, and I always tell him, I said, you can't go with the hype you gotta go with fits you and your talent and um honestly if i would have went with southern new hampshire i probably would have sat the first two years and i knew that so and honestly it was a better school it was a bigger school and um it was a university in the other school I, felicia was a college right now it's a university now but it's a it's a college at the time and it was a um catholic school so but i went with you know what fit me I know I, I was going to be unhappy sitting those two years. And I was like, you know what? You know, and then the coach, you know, when I went up for my official visit, he's like, Trina, you come here as a freshman. You want to start. I'm just going to let you know right now. So, like, sit for two years and be unhappy or go. And then me going to Felicia, I ended up being the face of the program, which was great. You know, I didn't want to transfer. Listen, that's, that's so important because, again, when you're in those situations, I turn my nose down at or up at the Division Twos, the, the historical black colleges mm -hmm. who was calling me every day, and a, a lot of other schools where I know, you know, that it would have been a better fit. But I guess because I didn't want to go too far and what was going on at home or whatever, and I had an ex, my high school teammate was there. Mm -hmm. We had a new gym, and he was bringing in new kind of players, but coached the old way. Now, how you bringing all these new kind of players, and you still coaching the old way? So, but that's neither here nor there. But that's one of the important reasons why I asked that question, because I think younger people need to hear that, like your yes. nephew, right? Mm -hmm. Don't follow the hype. Don't mm -hmm. follow the place where the name is the name. Yeah. Because not too many people going to have careers like Katrina Plummer. Thank you. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. That's good. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about you going into your freshman year and doing what you need to do. What happens your sophomore year? My sophomore year. Now, this is the year where, you know, when I came in as a freshman, we had a leading score already. And um, that was her last year. She was a senior. So, after she left my sophomore year, they put it on my back. Well, it was me and this other girl. Like, y'all going to be the scorers. 
because y'all you like I already made a name for myself as a freshman. I already made, made I was you know run up for rookie of the year and everything. So I made a name. So my coach was like, "Listen, Katrina, you got to continue to make your name." And he's like, "This is when he's like, you got to add more to your game." He's like, "They're gonna be coming for you this year," he said, because once they leave, they look at okay, who was the second leading scorer? Who was the third leading scorer? Who was this? So I had to prepare myself to you know what. The scouting report is going to say, go for Katrina. Or and at that time, Destiny Barnett, she was a other lead. It was me and her. That mm -hmm. they like, they're going to come for you too. So that year was my year to, let's, listen, either you want to step up. Because, yes, at this time, I'm still young and still learning and still developing my game. But they're like, listen, you got to either gonna step up or you're going to, you know, choke. So which, which way you want to go? And I had to make a decision. Yeah, I, I, I was seeing the progress as the years went on and your development. So that junior year turned into that year, then the senior year, you, you just kind of went off. Yeah. Right? So look, scoring, you know, 1,386 points and being the leading rebounder and leading the steals, that's saying a lot. Yeah. So, salute to you. Do, do they have a Hall of Fame? Are you in a Hall of Fame? Actually, I have been reached out recently. Um, the athletics director actually reached out to me maybe like a few weeks ago that they're they're probably going to be inducting me in this year or next year. So, that's something to look out for in a few years or so. Oh, definitely. Let's make some noise for that. <laughs> definitely. Let's make some noise for that. For sure. So, as I speak to a lot of different players about their transition from basketball to real life and how difficult it could be for some athletes. From Ross Strickland, I asked him, I, I thought the transition would probably been easy for a guy who's been in the NBA 17 years. And he was like, gee, the transition from basketball to the real life was a struggle, right? Other guys coming from college to the real world. It's kind of difficult. Some was easy, right? I had an easy transition from high school. I mean, from high school to prep school to college to the real world. Mm -hmm. How was your transition? My transition was actually pretty easy. Um, I went away to school, so... I felt like it taught me to be responsible right away. So being away at school, you can't, oh, mommy and daddy can do this for me. Or mommy and daddy who like it taught me independence very quickly. So I felt like my transition was actually very easy because I already was transitioned being in college to being on my own. Yes, you don't pay the bills or anything like that, but you're still learning to be independent. So it's just, it's easy. just learning, okay, now I got bills, so now I got to pay my bills. But that comes with responsibility, which, honestly, playing on a college team, you got to be responsible. You got to make curfew. You got to make weight room. You got to make practices. You got to make sure you're at the track. You got to make sure all that. So I just used what I learned in college, being responsible and being independent, and just transferred it over to the real world. Okay. So when you, when you guys travel... Did you guys get any meal money? Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, okay, cool. So this is the James Major question. 
James Majors with the Bishop Lachlan, great. He went to Seton Hall, superstar with these. He said when he played at Seton Hall, they got $5 a day in the Big East. Wow. How much did you guys get at Felicia? Okay, um, if I can remember, it was at least $15, 15 to $20. A day. Let's make the world smile. <laughs> Listen. Definitely more than five. I'm telling you. This, the numbers I was hearing from some guys who went to big schools. Like, That's a big school. They make a lot of money. They make a lot of money. Who, who was pocketing that money? That's cool. Right. That's cool. pocketing that money. There you go. I knew somebody was. Definitely. And sure. he, look, and a couple of years after that, they went to the NCAA championship. And they stuck, wow, $5? Wow. Okay, they were, they, they, they went up to like 35 <laughs> Oh, that's good, but they should have started with that. What are you going to eat with $5? Like, that's not, that's nothing. The one thing I can never knock after you was it was never shabby about that cash, so. The legal way, yes. though. Of course. Right, right. So how did you get into reference, being a referee? Okay, so I started off coaching basketball so I coached my nephew and what happened was I ran into Aisha she's a, a Long Island referee also I think she's also doing pro now too like for the D-League um I happened to be doing a, a ref she happened to be refing my game her and Gabby and they're like Timmy, you should get into it you should do it but I'm like you know that was maybe like two years before I'm like you yeah, know I don't know I just I never got into it then one time I was playing Island Garden and one of the refs was talking to me, like talking to me and my friends, like, why don't you guys, you guys are really good. Why don't you guys ref too? So then I just got the information and just took the course and I passed and I started refing. Just like that. Yeah. I just, wow. People kept telling me to do it. So I just like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And I heard like, you know, it's good money and it keeps you, it gets you back in shape and it just, you know, I can't really play as much, so I'd rather just, I'd rather, why not rap it? And coaching is stressful, so I'm like, I don't want to do coaching. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Well, I, I definitely understand that. Um, and the same with basketball heads. A lot of my friends was like, yo, you need to do a show, basketball show, and I was just like, yeah, whatever, whatever. And another <laughs> friend was like, yo, G, I'm telling you, all the guys that, you know, they're all the coaches that we all play with, then the last friend, and what's happened right before the pandemic hit, he was just like, yo, G, got the situation. My friend works for CBS. He was like, listen, bro, if you want to do it, just start it, and we'll figure it out the rest later. And here we are, I think, over 70 shows later. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, we started the week the pandemic hit. Oh, wow. Yes. So this is all brand new. <laughs> Yeah. So, what is the best part of repping for you? The best part of repping is teaching the kids. I think I enjoy the little ones. I feel like I enjoy when they ask you questions and they want to learn. Um, I enjoy that teaching the kids something because I feel like I feel like I did a job that day. Like I I did something. I gave to gave back to the youth. Um. Also, I also enjoy when I do the older boys when they're in high school. Mm-hmm.
This is why I can't ref. I'll be watching too much and talking too much. Right. <laughs> especially when you as a baller, especially if you you know you play ball, it's like kind of hard not to get caught up, but you have to be very disciplined. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, I, think I saw it. It paused for a second. Yeah. <laughs> My connection was bad. So, you, yeah, yeah. That's, that, the discipline part is definitely hard for me. That's why I never could be a rep. And you said you coach at all different levels? Yes. Mm -hmm. I can have, I can ref 30-year-olds and I can ref 6, 7-year-olds. All age groups, it doesn't matter. Well, this is going for like outside leagues. For for school okay. leagues, I do middle school. For school leagues, I, I didn't go okay. to JV or varsity yet. But I think because gotcha. I haven't put the time in yet to really do school games because you have to put the time in and then you can move up as you do more games. And I had I did more outside games than school school games. Okay, okay. What are are you looking to do more? Uh um I am looking to get, you know, to go further with it because a lot of people always tell me, you're very good, you should do it. I just haven't put the time in to do it yet. Um, I, I can see myself maybe in a few months, maybe I can see where things are going, especially with COVID. Um, but I thought about it. I just haven't put the time in yet, like doing the camps and everything. I haven't done that. Okay. Well, let, let me know. I know you know some people already. I know yes. some people, so whatever, you know, whenever you're ready. So what are some of the pros and cons of refing girls compared to boys? Okay, girls. Um, the pros with girls is that you don't really hear much mouth from them. They're willing to learn. Like, girls will come and ask, me, like, you know, ref, what did I do wrong? Or, you know, can you explain to me what that play was about and everything? So that's the pros with girls some boys like that um with the boys they think they know everything <laughs> whether you're and you know whether you're a good ref or not you're gonna have an issue and i feel like the boys cry more than the girls unfortunately yes. you do have some girls that are like oh my talk god that's all that's right boys, honestly i i never really realized it until i actually started refing the boys cry more than the girls and yes. as a ref, refing with vets, they always told me you need to call the boys' games tighter than the girls' games because of that. Um, my thing with guys, which is my issue, is once I walk in the gym, they feel like as a woman ref, you don't know what you're doing. That's the biggest challenge as a woman ref. Um, even when I'm refing girls, if it's a male coach, he'll look at me like, you're not supposed to be there. I actually had a situation where I walked in and I sat down. I had my ref shirt on. The ref, the coaches both saw me. I was about to ref 16-year-old boys. And the coaches didn't speak to me, nothing. Didn't say hi, you know, hello, ref, how you doing? Nothing. Sat there. 
Then as my partner come in as a male, he goes, oh, how you doing, Rev? What you doing? You know, how? all that. And then I had a, during the game, I heard the rep, he, it was a call that I made. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She shouldn't be here refing. That's the biggest challenge as a woman. I think that's the hardest thing. And honestly, all women rep will say that. Um, we come in the gym with a disadvantage automatically. We have a disadvantage walking into the gym because they feel like we don't know what we're doing. We shouldn't be refs. Like that's more of a male um, job. So that's that's the biggest disadvantage as women being a ref. And it, it sucks because we have a lot of good women refs out there. And Definitely. there's sometimes I'm better than my partner. And I still get yelled at for stuff because they think she doesn't know what she's doing at all. So I struggled with that. And I think that was the hardest thing for me to deal with as a ref. But, you know, so you just get over it. You're like, you know, whatever. Like, at the end of the day, my call's not going to change. And you sometimes you don't even know what you're talking about. So. That's right. And you got the power of the. Tech. <laughs> I had to yeah, get a few of those yeah. out. I had to get a few of those out. Yeah, there you, there you go. That's right. Tech them up. Mm -hmm. That's right. So can you give some advice to any young people out there who might give up on their dreams because they're not highly recruited and they want to ride the wave of other people? I don't think... Because I've seen this happen plenty of times. It does. I don't think they should give up because I was one of those people who... I mean, I was recruited, but not highly as, you know, Bria Hartley or Eugenie McPherson or Aisha. Like, I feel like my story is... You know, proof right there. You, I could have gave up and just say, you know, because I played other sports, so I could have gave up and say, you know, I'm gonna go to college for this or something else because I wasn't recruited like that. I was recruited by D2s because I know a lot of kids are like, if I'm not getting recruited by D1, I don't want to play. And yeah. I feel like that is the worst attitude to ever have playing sports because D2 players can go overseas. D2 players can go to the WNBA, the NBA. So, I there's a, three, a D three player even, right now. Even D three, I feel like don't give up on your dreams. Don't because you can excel in college. You doing that, you might excel and then say, you know what, I'm gonna transfer after two years and then go to that D one. You know what I'm trying to say? So, I feel like don't ever give up on your dreams. Don't ever let anybody on the outside tell you you're not good enough either. And don't let anybody on the outside make that decision for you either. So don't let the hype get to you. I, I always tell kids all the time, don't let the hype get to you. Don't let, because this person is so, because there's a lot of kids who went D1 with the hype and did not play at all. So, and did not accept yeah. that happens too. So just because you're not yeah. getting recruited by Kentucky or Duke doesn't mean you're not good enough. So, I feel like, you know, don't go with the hype. Go what you know. Go what you believe in. If you that's your dream, then go for it. You can't. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, yeah. You can't. It's a lot of people that. Yeah. You can't. Um, you won't know until you, you won't know you, you're going to fail until you try. Facts. So that's the biggest thing, you know, take that risk. Yeah, there's a, a lot of guys who play on North Carolina and Kentucky and Duke you name them and they're doing exactly what I'm doing right now sitting down 
<laughs> and, they, and wherever they came from, and wherever they came from, they was all world. And everybody was saying, son, you going to the league, or girl, you going to the WNBA, you going to be first round. And you sitting there like, and got deep, and 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 then you start seeing the DMP, right? We we call it uh, David Nathan Phillips, right? <laughs> it can be anything, right? <laughs> so I tell people, don't believe the hype. Go where you know you're going to be loved, mm -hmm. right? And people want to appreciate you, right. and everything will work out. Because I guarantee you, a lot of people would rather have your numbers. Then be all world and go to a place and not do what they're supposed to. So. Yeah. Right. So, what's your perception of the state of Long Island basketball right now? I feel like it can be. I feel like Long Island doesn't get enough exposure. Mm. Um, I know when I was growing up, I had to go to the city to get exposure. The only way you're gonna get exposure on Long Island if your teams, are, if your high school is a top high school being recruited. And on top of that, they don't even come and watch you until playoffs. So I feel like, you know, for high schools and colleges, you know, they need to do a better job of recruiting for Long Island because we don't get enough exposure. We don't. I don't really see recruiters coming to a regular regular game at all. Like I don't right. see that. And I feel like we need more than that because – you know, New York City, you'll see recruiters at a regular exhibition game. Like, they not even play. This night doesn't count towards the season. You know what I'm trying to say? Right. Like, and I feel like, you know, I didn't get my exposure because of that. I mean, North Babylon, right. we did go to a lot of city tournaments. Oh, so we did. But mm -hmm. that's up to your high school coaches. So I say, it's up to the high school coaches, too. You need to do better with getting better tournaments. Because they're not going to come and watch you North Babylon play Syosset. They're like, okay, they're going to get blown out. Or they're not going to come watch right. Babylon play Deer Park because, you know, it's a regular season game. And even my playoff games, they knew we were going to blow people out until we started playing Kopech. So when we played Kopech, they're like, all right, we're going to have some recruiters out there. But what about the kids who are on West Babylon? What about the kids who are on Deer Park who didn't make playoffs? Or the kids that are in Lindenhurst that are actually talented? So I feel like Long Island needs to get better exposure. But I also feel like um, what's bad now for Long Island, too, is that a lot of the kids are going to um, Catholic schools. They're not staying at the high school. school. I mean, it's good. It, you know, every whatever floats your boat, whatever you want to go with. But Long Island basketball, I think, for towns, not the Catholic schools, mm. for towns, town teams like West Babylon or Lindenhurst or Deer Park, Copen, it's not the same. As it used wow. to be. I feel like the talent is a lot of the talented players are leaving. Uh -huh. They're leaving. And um, it sucks because, you know, the competition is not as good no more. Like, I have went to a few games, and a lot of the kids are going to Christ the King, or they're going to Lou High, or they're going to St. Anthony's, or St. John the Baptist. And it sucks because, you know, these games are not – as high level as it used to be when I was in high school. A lot of the kids weren't going to these schools like that. A lot of kids were staying at their high school and just playing. So it's just different from when I was growing up. And I wish they're following the hype and the sneaker deals. Yeah. Right. If I get a pair of sneakers, I get a nice bag and some slippers. Yep. I can walk around 
and come to the court with slippers on. And the last minute, I'll put my sneakers on because I'll be ready to play. Just a whole different, different time. Different time. Yeah. Yes. So, who are some of your favorite players to come out of New York? I know you, you your neighbor is one of the best. Yes, her, um, Sue Bird, of course, from Sayon. Sue Bird, official, definitely. Is something. She's something. Um, I always loved um, Epiphany Prince. I always loved her. I remember we went up to Rutgers. They just won a championship together, right? They, they did. Just yes, they did. That's right. Salute. Yep. Um, Kia Vaughn, I loved her. Kia Vaughn, great. Um, that's the only one I can really think of, like right now. Um, Eugenia McPherson, they're all Aisha Walker. I I played. They're in my, you know, they're in my class, my generation, but they're oh, they're great to me. Oh no, no, um, for sure. But yeah, I, great, I know um, that Chanel Chisholm, all of them. They um, great players, great players coming out of New York. Okay. So, who was the best high school player? Best college player and pro you played against. Now, mind you, you've been somebody who, you know, who you played against in high school that wound up going to the pros or college mm -hmm. or age you. Um, the best high school player, I, I have to say Aisha. She was, she, oh, my God. Her game was different. Her game was different. And she was strong, which even made it like she was not only great, she was very mm. strong. And it's like, mm. no, she's gonna score points no matter what. It was like, you know what, just let her score, stop everybody else. Stop everybody <laughs> else. Let her score her 30, stop everybody else. Try to stop everybody else. There's no stop her. Right, right. <laughs> um college. You know what? I played against so many players. Um I don't even remember her name, but she played at Philly University. And I think she's overseas now. Mm. She's, um, she was, she could shoot and then she can get to the basket. That's dangerous. That's a dangerous combo. Mm. If you, yes. you know, if you, somebody can shoot, you're like, all right, we're going to make them put the ball on the ground. But if somebody can get to the basket and like, and they can shoot, because you know, if they can't, they just put the ball, they just get to the basket, like, all right, we're going to make them shoot. But when they got both in the game, it's like, all right, that's hard to guard. What are we gonna do? But um, Listen, it, 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 since you said that, uh, when I was a sophomore at Philly Dickinson, we used to just smack uh Mount St. Mary's, but they had this one player named Mike Morrison, right? He wound up playing for Phoenix. He torched me for thirty, right? And we talking about play. He was just like a mini Michael Jordan. Right, because he could go both ways, and he could shoot, and he could jump. Mm -hmm. It was like like the Kobe situation. It's like you at their mercy. Yeah. And he was talking to me, telling me what a good game I was having and how tough I was playing them, but still giving me the numbers. Like, <laughs> oh, on that. He was like, oh, young boy, that was good. Good defense. Good defense. 30. <laughs> yeah. So those are the kind of players that, you know, you want to play against, right? Mm -hmm. And when they reach that next level, you say to yourself, I gave him a business, but he busts my ass too. Yeah, that's all you can do. You got, you got one more, or that or that was the one and two? That was the one and two. I don't really know any pro players because. Well, she went overseas. She went overseas, that's, that's yeah, so about. I can go with, yeah, I can go with her. Um, definitely. Yeah. And you already named the top five female yeah. ballers in those. 
Yeah. Right? You handled that down, right? Yeah. So that's good. That's good. So uh, are you passing any of these things down to your, your children? I don't have kids yet. Um, okay. But I pass it down to my nieces and nephews. That's all I have right now. You know, I don't have no so children yet. So those, same here. I have a whole bunch of nieces and nephews. <laughs> but when, those are the, the ones I saw running to you. Great, great, great moment. Yes. Great moment. I love them. Yeah. Yes. Cool. So, yo, how we looking? Mel, how we looking? How we looking? What? How we looking? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he don't want to be talking to him too much when he's doing his artwork, right? I used to go in the beginning, I used to go in the, right in the beginning, like, yo, Gene, come on, what you doing? I'm not finished yet. Yeah. Gotta respect the artist. So, I'm gonna show you a little something real quick. I don't know what he drew on. I don't see it until it's done. So my hopefully, watching right now. I was talking yes. about you. My nephew's on here. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Salute, nephew. Keep doing your thing. Listen to your aunt. She knows. Trust me. She knows. All right, let's do this real quick. Y'all ready? I'm ready. Ready? Oh wow! Oh wow! That's, that's I'm saying why. <laughs> it's dope. Wow, that looks great. That looks great. That looks wow. That looks really good. And you know what picture that's from, right? Yeah. That's from, um... <laughs> the from, one of the ones you sent me. Yeah, that's one of the pictures I sent you. Yep. Yep. Well, listen. I'm glad we was able to, you know, get this conversation off. And the fact that I learned so much more about you is incredible. Thank you for the opportunity and thank you for giving me this, your time. Yes, yes. Listen, anytime you got some good news, you know, when you move up to high school, we could talk about that as well. If you ever make it to college, I would like to know about all of that, all right? Of course. Thank you again. I appreciate you. Thank you. All Have right. Salute.